On today's episode of Locked On's 76ers, Tyrese Maxey, we expect him to make a jump. How high will it be? Will it get to the level of all-star? We'll start off with that next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. What's good, D? How you been, bro? What's happening, man? All good. Back at you right away with the uh, next podcast that we have to bring to the people. And we welcome you all to Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic. Radio in Philadelphia alongside Keith Pompey, Sixers beat writer for TheInquire.com. And we thank you all for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On 76ers. Keith, Tyrese Maxey expecting a big jump for him in year number three. And uh, he's shown to play out really well in those first three games in the preseason, uh, dropping 21, 20, and 19 in those games. And he looked tremendous doing so. And he looks like he's already in midseason form for the Philadelphia 76ers. So we need to start off with him. And is there an all-star berth in the future for him? We'll get into that first. Then we'll discuss the backcourt. So we're talking about an all-star berth, possibly for Tyrese Maxey and James Harden. We spoke on the previous podcast about him. Where do they rank now in this Eastern Conference with so many guards as a tandem in the backcourt as a duo? Where do you find them in the rankings in the NBA? And then we will get into uh, one more thing here on the uh, podcast to close out things a little bit later uh, about this basketball team and the, uh, re- the the newest additions who have stood out to you so far through the preseason. All right, Keith, Tyrese Maxey, all-star this season. Will he take that type of jump this year? You know, it's weird. I mean, I, I think he could be one of the most improved players, even though he played b- well last year, right? But I, I don't see him as an all-star, and that's not a knock against him. Yeah. I just I just figure, like, it's going to be hard. Like, you got Kyrie, you got uh, uh, um, Ben. ben. ben you, yeah, I mean, you got um, Jalen Brown. You have um, – I mean, you have a you got two All Star guards in in Atlanta right now. Um, it, it's just I, I just think that that's a tough position right now, being a guard in the East, saying you're going to become an All Star. It's just so many guards. You got you have Bradley Bill. What does I mean, he have to do? What does he have to do to get to that level? I, I think I think it, for him, it would have to be partly a team award too. Like I think we know Joel's going to be an All Star. Like Harden, he may get it, he may not, right? He may just I, get voted I, I, in. Yeah, I expect him to. <laughs> yeah, you, he gets voted in because, you know, it's like one of those things like where you've been doing it for a while, right? But I think that it has to be like a team award, team effort. Like the team is going to have to be number one in the East for them to say, okay, it warrants three All-Star. You know what I mean? So good player, but I just think it's just right now it's just a log jam. And I don't so, know if you make it. 
So I agree with the the number one seed part. Typically, when you are the number one seed and you have three players who are playing at that level where you can't exclude the third player, typically you'll get the two. You can't ignore the the, the other. One might be a starter where he's voted in, but you're also going to get that other one that the coaches select. So he they have to be one of the top two seeds in the Eastern Conference, in my opinion, one most certainly to maybe get three. And if they are to get two, I think James Harden would be that other one where to your point, it's a it's it's a legacy award kind of and legacy mm-hmm. vote, but he's also playing well enough where it's in the discussion where they actually have to take him. As far as he goes, Maxi, I think he, it has to be that team part, but individually, let's say he averages 21, 22 on the season. But if he gets off to such a hot start, and we've seen this plenty of times in the first half of the season, not only in basketball, but baseball, football, where guys get, you know, these votes for, you know, these players of the month and all that stuff, but we don't see them mm-hmm. in the end for an all-pro team. I think he, if he started off and averaged like 24 points a game mm-hmm. and shooting very well, high field goal percentage, still shooting his threes, getting to the foul line, and in general you see the difference in his game, then when it comes down to the voting, he's going to be on the ballot and he might get some votes in the East. How many, I don't know, because to your point, which we'll get to in the next segment, it's going to be a lot of guards. But the coaches will notice. They'll know where that difference is being made and why they have to go out there and uh, make that call for him to be an all-star. I think he's going to fall short today. I think he's going to fall short. But if he were to play at that level that I'm talking about, I wouldn't necessarily be that surprised because I think he is in he is in that mode of taking that next jump of his development as an NBA player, an NBA guard in this league. And there's no question, like it was last season, of who he was and what he was going to be be. He was starting in that moment, but we just didn't know if he was going to be starting for the entire season. If and when Ben Simmons came back, he didn't, and he played well. He had a 17-point-per-game year. I expect that to jump. If he makes a huge jump, like I said, like 24 to at least start off the campaign, he will most certainly be in the conversation. But I do believe today, today, subject to change, folks, in the parentheses, I do believe today that he will not be an all-star but he will be in the conversation for an all-star berth. Yeah, that's about right. Yep. All right. And on the other side, as we talk about Tyrese Maxey, how dynamic he is and all the guards that are in the East that might push him out of his first all-star appearance, we need to talk about where do James Harden and Tyrese Maxey as a backcourt rank in the Eastern Conference. We'll touch on that next right here, Locked On 76ers. Let's talk about bet online. Bet online is your number one source for football betting information this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you'll find. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information, live betting, and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in all your favorite games and events including MLB, MMN, MMA, <laughs> boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. Do it today, people. Do it today. We're in the playoffs and everything. Baseball playoffs. We're getting some theatrics with the playoffs. Make sure you get in there. And the basketball season is about to start. 
got week six of the NFL. Jump on in. Make sure you take advantage of it. Thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game that will get underway next Tuesday uh, with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, the East is tough as far as the guard play, the wing play, but in general, the guards overall. We talked about the all-star berth, Tyrese Maxey. When you look at the tandem of Harden and Maxey, they were very good together last season once they got started together in, um, what was that, March? Uh, right after the All-Star break? About right mm-hmm. around March, where they played Minnesota and then the two games against yeah, New York. Point, yeah. yeah, and they um, they looked really good together. They really did. And I, I ask you and the listeners and the watchers, the viewers, where do you rank them as far as the backcourts go in the NBA, you know that's a tough one, D. Because and it's weird. I gotta think really on that one because you, you on paper. I mean, right, right now, the Eastern Conference. I'm not even gonna go I mean, the entire. NBA. Yeah, no, and that's the thing. But um, when you talk about the Eastern Conference, because like on paper you say to yourself like, "Yo, that's a great backcourt," but then you open, then you say, "But they, they might be the third best backcourt in the in the Atlantic Division," and like because you got Ben Simmons and um. And Kyrie and Brooklyn, right? Yeah. And yeah. then you have Malcolm Brogdon and and uh, and um, uh, Jason um, Marcus Jamie Smart. Brown. Actually, Marcus Smart. Well, well, okay. So then you got Marcus <laughs> Smart. So yeah. So like, and then know, of so- course you got uh, yeah. So that will make them the third in in the in the Atlantic. Yeah. Then you got Atlanta. So to me, it's like it's weird because. Yeah, they're going to be explosive, but then we're looking at James as a different role now, right? And then Maxie, some of these guys are more established than Maxie. And I get it. I know that sounds crazy, but this and that, but we're talking about guys who are all-stars or been in the league longer. So, I mean, they're going to be good, but I, I don't even think they're the best one in the in, in the Atlantic division. So if, 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 if Brown – is more considered is considered more of a wing where Brogdon does get the start. I don't know that he is. So let's just say Marcus Smart is starting with Jalen Brown, defensive player of the year, and then the you know all-star wing player, but technically a guard in this particular case. Maxi, Harden, Simmons, Irving. You go to the central and you're looking at Garland with Mitchell now. You look at Milwaukee, as you talked about, but with Middleton and Drew Holiday. The Southeast with the two All-Stars now and Murray and, and Trey Young. Yeah. Um it's it's a it's a it's a it's a very competitive one when we talk about where they do in fact rank in the East. But I wouldn't I wouldn't slight them because they are talented. Especially when I, if we look at and give the credit to Darius Garland, who is a tremendous guard, I actually love Darius Garland. Um, he not only scores, but he passes and he looks to pass, which makes him so much more fun to watch because he's not a selfish guard. That's the type of guard that we talk about when you say, hey, James Harden, can you score and pass and do both in that way where you know we are, we know you're not dominating the ball too much, but you're also getting other guys in the mix. So I, I look at them though. Why can't Maxi, as we talked about in the first segment with the All-Star, why can't he 
make the similar type of jump that Garland did? Is it because Garland had the ball so much last season on that team? They weren't a top seed, but they had two all-stars and deserving two all-stars in Jared Allen and Darius Garland. If Maxi can be that good, like we talked about, all-star level, they should be in the conversation of being a, a top backcourt in the East. Yeah, they should, but I mean, it's just a lot of competition. I'm just that's all I'm just saying. It's just a lot, you know. Lot. It is, but what's keeping them from being then in that competition where we're talking about them being that type that those guys are already there. We the Sixers trying to get there. You know what I mean? That's well, really one player is trying to get there. And Maxi. Harden I is think James is still trying to get there. I mean, too, because like we got to see what type of version of James Harden is going to be. Okay. So there's a lot of unknowns with the Sixers right now. Okay. All right. I, I mean, look, not not disagreeing with you at all. Just simply saying, I think they are up there, though. If he plays at that level, I think he'll certainly be up in that conversation with those yeah. two as a duo for a backcourt. Final one for us. We got to talk about who has stood out the most of the newer players that have joined the Sixers this offseason. The one that we got to give James, James Harden credit for, for bring, helping to bring him here. We got to talk about those guys who has stood out the most as we get ready for the start of the year through the four games of the of the preseason, the exhibition schedule. We'll talk about it next. Tackle it right here on Locked On 76ers. Keith, that again, that music, man, it's the best. I'm sure people sit there and listen. They're like, you know what? They just start bobbing their shoulders and just no, yeah, no, exactly. no. bobbing the head a little bit and, and doing their thing with that music as we come back. We thank you for all watching and listening to uh, Locked On 76ers. Keith, we know the uh, we know the people. We know yeah. the guys. Which one of the new players have shown you the most through the the four exhibition games. I know mine. Mine hasn't changged. Who's yours? I think mine might might be the guy that you that you're gonna say, um, DeAnthony Melton. There you um, go. You know the thing about DeAnthony Melton, he's far from a polished guy, like complete polished. Like you know his handle isn't really you know as as good as well. But he was a power forward in high school. You know what I'm saying? So he's like that, but. But but the defensive end and the energy and, and the decision making, um, you know, every time you watch him, I, I become more and more impressed with him. I do every time each game that I see him out there, I become more and more impressed. So I might have to say him and um, he brings that defensive tenacity. Um, is he a pure point guard? No. But at the same time, he just seems like a guy who who's willing to learn it. He can be the type of guy. How, in my opinion, how Seth Curry was. When Seth Curry came to Philly, people were like, what is Doc Rivers doing starting son-in-law? He shouldn't be starting. Well, next thing you know, they miss son-in-law, right? So I I think Melton is the guy who's really standing out. But if I had a number two player, it would be Daniel House. I like what he's been doing. But I got to go with Melton. We're along the same lines there. Keith, you know when the trade went down on draft night, and uh, 
Melton for Danny Green and that that pick in in the twenties. You know how ecstatic I was for mm. bringing Anthony Melton into town, and nothing has changed. And he has simply uh, made me feel the exact same way of how I feel. Now it's only preseason, but I do think that this is something that will translate to the regular season. You can already see the fan base who didn't know much about him um, watching him from afar with Memphis a little bit because they were on national television quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But the guy can play basketball, man, and, and he's a two-way type of player. The offense has improved. It's still not where I think people would like for it to be. But to your point, he played power forward in high school and has turned himself into a very, very good, very, very good two-way guard in the NBA as a backup. He's not a starter, but he can fill in. He's very versatile. He can provide a lot of different things for your squad. And I think that that's what they're banking on. That's what they were banking on when they made the move. Daryl Morey said he had his eyes on Melton for a long time he drafted him in in houston but he had his eyes on him for a long time to reacquire him and he finally was able to do that this offseason and i think he's going to pay dividends in a big way for this basketball team look how deep they are with their guard they can they can have him on the ball and let harden and or maxi score same thing bringing him in with shake milton having him run some some time out there on the floor with him that's that's that was my favorite one it remains the same he didn't disappoint the the shooting was a little bit off this preseason i expect it to be better i I really do and uh where he makes up for those miscues on the offensive end to your point that defensive uh acumen and that intensity that he brings on that side of the basketball will make up uh for those as far as daniel house goes i agree with you there too he six 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 seven and just brings a lot of toughness, a lot of physicality, and some outside shooting. He was perfect in that one game, four for four. I think it was the last game of the yeah, exhibition. Was one, uh, the last game, he, he he didn't shoot the ball. As oh, it was stuff. the game. Bef- it, was it was the other yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. When he was, was four for four from the floor, and I think two for two from three. And yeah, yeah. Um, you can just see though what he you know he has that length. He has that that athleticism and already brought up the toughness and all of that stuff. So those would be the two for me too. And Montrezl Harrell hasn't disappointed either, but when you ask, when we talk about the favorites, those, those are my two starting with the Anthony Melton. I agree with you hundred percent. Yep. 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 There it is, man. Thank everybody again for making locked on 76 is your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, go check out the ultimate pro basketball preview 2022. It's a six episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NBA season, local team experts and the NBA insiders of the Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey all combining into one Ultimate NBA Preview. Search for Ultimate Pro NBA Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keith, can you let everybody else know where they can find us? We're going into the weekend, man, so I'm off this weekend. You can find us wherever you get your podcast, like for the last one, and on the YouTube channel. But when you go to our YouTube channel, Locked On 76ers, make sure you click on that Liberty Bell so you can become a subscriber. Also, you can follow my man D at DivineG975. You can listen to him this evening on his radio show, The Divine Giving Show, from 6 to 10. You can follow me on Twitter at Pompey on Sixers, and you can read my articles in the Philadelphia Inquirer inquire.com thank hey man you have a great weekend everybody out there enjoy your weekend enjoy all the sports 
because next week, next Monday, when we get back here for our podcast to begin next week, we are previewing the Philadelphia 76ers overall. The NBA is underway. Can't wait. Keith, have a great weekend. Everybody out there, enjoy your weekend also. We'll talk to you on Monday. All right. Peace, bro. Peace. See you.